Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Uh, Mr. Curtis, go. All right, back on the Jeff Carkin Show. Join now. Let's do this Chris Harrington deal. Now, it's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Majestic Grill. We discovered downtown dining. Chris Harrington on 92.9's Jeff Carkin Show. Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That's the ceremonial playing of Curtis Blow's basketball (laughs) on the first day of the NBA season. Uh, Tonight we've got uh, Nuggets, Lakers, Suns, Warriors. Um, I take it you'll be watching at least. I'm not. I got to figure out whether I can or how I can since I since since I cut the cord. So I haven't tried oh. to I haven't tried to watch anything on one of those kind of channels since I did that. So I, I, I may you know. I don't so know. what do you think are your options? I'm unclear. I'm going to wonder if because I I downgraded my cable, but I didn't eliminate my cable. I'm going to hope my login will still get me <laughs> TNT on the, on my laptop. Right. It, it shouldn't, but maybe it will. Maybe that can maybe that maybe it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Well, because I don't TNT have TNT on my TV. On your TV, so it but it, get so so laptop. I'll find out. If if that's a rude awakening, I, I probably will end up not watching. But then I'll probably at some point in the season realize, okay, I got to do something different to, to 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 build back up a little bit. Have you done in order to have league pass? Have you done? Have you not had league pass before? Do you not I've always have league, have league, league, pass. league pass? But you can't watch these games on league pass. No, the TN, I believe, TNT I games believe are not on League the Pass. The NBA TV is now part of League Pass, which I complained about for years. But like the TNT, ABC, ESPN games, I, be- are not I believe are not on League Pass. Yeah, I, see. I, I, I have, I've advocated for years for a Super League Pass. Just, just give me every just game. give me a price where I get every NBA game. Like I don't want any exceptions <laughs> right. or any well this right. and what just. Just put all the NBA games <laughs> on a channel and let me pay or well, okay. what it, what it is and let me, and watch let me pay for it. Yes. That's all I want. What does League Pass cost? Um, I remember it being more, but when I bought it, because I used to buy it through my cable. Yeah. But I bought it separately last week. I only paid like 110 something like that. And then, the, and then the Bally's, you have the Bally, you pay it's for like the It's like 20 Bally's. a month. Yeah. And so basically, like, that's as much as League Pass. And that gets you all of them unless the Grizzlies are on... The, the few games were there that where they where they don't dual broadcast where they don't dual broadcast yeah and I think that's four I think seventy eight Bally's is showing seventy eight of eighty two Grizzlies games this season uh, of those four what's intriguing to you I mean obviously it's fun to see that all whatever remind me again all, it's the Suns it's, it's, the, it's it starts with Nuggets Lakers yeah I mean once you know defending champs I, you know rematch of I think the Western Conference Finals. 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I the t- two good teams, to, you know, t- two teams that have their eye, eyes on a title. Like, you know, that we haven't seen play basketball. War- Suns, Warriors, same thing. You are skeptical about this. What, I forgot where you had the Suns. You're skeptical about. No, I, well, I, I, you know, I put the Suns, I put all those teams in the same tier, basically, Bracket. with the Nuggets slightly ahead. Um, when I finally wrote, um, I, I think, no, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, right. I think all these teams have questions. And so the Suns have questions in terms of their over-reliance on their top three players and some of their depth issues. And, you know, Bill's already going to miss tonight because of a back thing. So Bill Durant. But I, I think all four of those teams have the upside to make the NBA Finals. Aiden's going to miss. Uh, no, 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 not Aiden. Um, Draymond Green. Draymond Green, yeah. Draymond Green. I, had, I was thinking Aiden because the Suns. Draymond Green is going to miss the game for the Warriors with a sprained ankle. Uh, and away we go. Other NBA news before we get to the Grizzlies. Giannis signed his uh, extension, three years, $186 million. Evidently could have waited and gotten more at the end of the year, evidently, maybe. I didn't read the story. Yeah. I, I don't know, but three years, 186 that's pretty good. It's not. In fact, that's an extension on the contract. Yeah, it's an extension. He's got one more year, right. I think, and then it's be, so then it's beyond that. Um, it's nearly a million dollars a game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean depending on how many games he actually plays, plays, it might yeah. be something like that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, they're re- really betting on the the new TV deal to come through and the way they think it's going to come through, and for the uh, the cap to rise and the way they think it's going to rise. And then Jade McDaniel's uh, extended with the Timberwolves five years, one thirty six, and they're now into the tax. Um, yeah, they're they're headed deep into it, so th- something's got to give there. I think I, I don't think they will keep all of. All of the players they currently have under contract, I don't think that all those players are going to be back there next season. And so particularly in the front court, when you have a big deal for Gobert and right. a big deal for Towns, and you just signed a pretty big deal for Nas Reed, I don't think that your third best center can be making $15 million. And so I, I suspect that sometime in the next year, one of those three players will, will be gone. All right, you went to Grizzlies practice yesterday. I hate to ask you this question, but I'll ask you this question. What was the mood, Chris? What was the mood? There is no mood. There, there, there is no, like, palpable, there's like, no stick your hand in the air mood? and grab you the can't, mood. You can't have a mood no, thermometer and no. get the mood? There's no mood. Like, guys are shooting free throws, whatever, and then two players and, right. and the head coach, you know, stand around and talk and – and 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 they talk until the the PR people will let them stop talking, <laughs> and that's the way these things. Jaron Jackson Jr. said, "A, he's sad, and B, he doesn't like snakes." Yeah, he he didn't. Uh, Mark Giannato said, "So is the team snake bitten?" And I, Jared acted like he had never heard that phrase before. I don't know whether right. that's true or not. Um, the thing I found most notable, and we can talk about the Jaron and Mark yeah. Smart stuff if you want to, but I didn't find what they said particularly notable. What I did find notable, and in fact, I noted it on my phone while I was standing there. Uh-huh. I was listening to Taylor Jenkins. I started ty- I started writing out some of the phrases that he was saying. Yeah, and none of it was surprising to me, but it really sort of underscored, I think, what we talked about on the show yesterday. He was talking about Stephen Adams thing. He talked about you know these are quotes again. The instability he was feeling. He is Stephen Adams. The instability he was feeling. It wasn't where he wanted it to be, but we support him. Um, you know, and you know he was doing everything in his power not to go the surgical route. I mean, it underscored to me that this, you know, this was all is his decision. Stephen Adams' decision that the team didn't totally see coming, even though they knew that you know we had to treat this gingerly. Well, and it's interesting because the the decision there's two decisions there, or there's a, there's a whole continuum of decisions as day whatever. But there's the decision not to get surgery originally, right. and then there's the surgery not to play on it. And he re- referred to those as his decision or whatever, both or he. 
in right. both of those circumstances. Yeah. There was also in Drew's story, I, I don't have the wording here, but a quote that did underline that basically, I forgot, it was something we're just adjusting or to the news or whatever. Like it did, yeah. like they- Somebody asked Jaron, so when did yeah. the team know? And he said, when you when you did, basically. That, that you know, right. we found out when you did, when, you know, but basically Woj or Shams or whoever, you know, whatever- you know, that showed up on their phone too. I don't know whether that's true or not, but but it, as I think it may be. I think that happens a lot, and it sort of underscores the fact that this is not something that got, like, that everyone internally knew a week ago was going to happen, or even knew that there was a coin flip chance it would happen. It doesn't feel like. Yeah, right? I, don't, I don't know about that, but that's right. certainly possible. It's not how it sounds. Right. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't sound like well, boy, it was fifty fifty. We hope it sounds like they thought, sort of thought he would play, which, right. as you said, accounts for um, uh, what they did this summer. Where did you have the Grizzlies in your? Prediction fourth? I had them fourth. Yeah. Where would you put them now? I'd move them down at least one more spot um, to fifth. I, I had a little bit of a line in terms of tiers or groupings. I, I, I know the natural grouping drops from, you know, six to seven in terms of the, 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 the playoff play in. But for me, the grouping dropped from five to six. And that was from the Lakers, who I had at five, down to Minnesota at six. So I would push the Grizzlies down a tier. We, we, so instead of the, having the Grizzlies so in the grouping with the Golden top, State, uh, Phoenix, and the Lakers, the, and they I would, were after the that grouping, Golden State, Phoenix, and the Lakers. Nuggets a, won. Well, Nuggets won. And then my second tier was Warriors, Suns, Grizzlies, Lakers. We had in that okay. order. So I would drop the Grizzlies now down into that next group, which is Minnesota, Sacramento, Oklahoma City, Clippers, those teams, right? You're, where you still get a shot to you know get above the play-in line. And who knows? They could do anything. You know, they could win the West. Anything's possible. But for me personally, I would push them down a tier. Right. Um, we, you said yesterday, you expect them to use the roster spot they get after five games to add a big. Yep. Um, and then you expect them to be patient about any further move this is my that. educated guess i don't know for right. certain like what they're going to do i mean if a good deal pops up today they might do Make a deal, a today. deal today but my sense is that they they are going to wait on it i i think you, you bring in somebody after five games you sort of evaluate what you have for the next 20 like right. you know can kenneth lofton help us or not right right give them a chance before you, right. you before you know um, can Jake LaRavia help us or not? It's that kind of stuff. Can this new guy we bring in help us enough that we think we want to keep him or not? Right. You know, that kind of thing. And then, like, you know, let's make sure Morant's coming back on game 26, right? right. I, my guess is that they're going to be reluctant to give up much in the way of future assets until, like, they feel comfortable that, like, okay, John Morant's back and John Morant looks like John Morant and here right. we go, you know? I, well, that's, yes. I mean, in the end, in addition, you, you, you get the entire lay of the land. You see if right. Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson are really the, they're killing it the way you thought right. they are, if, if Marcus Smart hasn't fallen off a cliff, if Jock comes back and is killing it. If you look like you're one piece away, and by the way, Kevin Durant and Jokic have gotten hurt with yeah, yeah. Got hurt. You know, you look at the other entire injuries might happen universe. for you, for yes. other teams. You're, you have a see who's available you suddenly. Have a, you have that. There's a month, there's, you know, a month or more, two months more information about. You know, whether you think Brandon Clark's going to come back this season to help you, I have no faith that he will, personally. But, like, maybe you're closer to having definitive knowledge on that a month from now than you are today. There's all kinds of reasons not to, like, like oh, my God, we have to get someone right now. I, I don't th- I don't think that's going to be their attitude, other than, like, you know, that extra roster spot they're right. going to get. The, um, have you heard any more interesting names? No. I've, I, I haven't tried. I'm busy yeah. with other stuff, but no. Um. 
what assets do they have to go after that? If if in twenty games they decide, you know what, we want to go, you know, fishing here. They have all their own first round picks, and so they are, you know, they have no more extra, but they have all their own. Even though they they, they sent two picks for Marcus Smart, they have all of their first round picks going forward. And the way those rules work, I think you could trade up to four of those because you you can't trade in the consecutive years, years, right? And you can only go out so many years. years. So I think you can go out seven years. So if you think about that, and seven years with gaps in between, they get you four picks with three gaps. So I think they could trade up to – they're not going to trade four picks. But in theory, they could trade up to four future first-round picks. You know the contract match stuff is a little more complicated because if you're if you're trading for someone that has you know a salary above like the ten million dollar number, like you know either Zaire Williams has to be involved. And I don't think they're looking to do that. The whole point right. I made yesterday was like Zaire Williams sort of allows you to do this kind of trade. But and so if you trade him, right. that sort of undoes that. Because Luke Kennard, who I think you know again you're subtracting to add, and I don't think that would be their ideal. But like who knows? And then it's you know it's Clark or Adams, and then like those guys. I think if you're dealing them now, you're dealing them as negative value contracts. 100%. So now you are you adding a pick to pay a team to take that contract, and adding another pick yeah. to pay for the player you get back. And at that point, that's why I, you know, I, I don't think they are desperate to do something big. Which is not to say they won't, but I don't think they're they're hungry. Well, it's funny. To do like it people right talk out. I saw some people tossing out the name Clint Capella. He makes a lot of a lot of money. Yeah. So to get up to that, like I, don't, I haven't done the math, but I don't even think you could do. You know, Adams and Clark basically have the same contract number. So I don't. If you did one of those and you added Jake Laravia to it, I don't think that gets you there. Maybe you you add Laravia and Lofton, and maybe that gets you there. But then are you having to take another player back because it's a three for one? It gets complicated unless you're putting Kennard in the deal, and then I don't think they really want to do right. that. You know. Well, and the other reason not to trade your first, like you don't know what your first is going to be looking like. <laughs> like, yeah, there is a sense that, that that this draft is kind of might be kind of weak, modest. but. but that opinion might change, you know, by next spring. Do you think um, – how much of a shot do you think Kenneth Lofton will get during this interim period? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I think it's an interesting question to ask about opening night. If we assume that everyone is available who we who we don't know is not, av- not available, so we know John Morant, Brandon Clark, Stephen Adams, not available, that gets you down to 12 main rosters. The three two-ways could still play, but let's set them aside. So it gets you to 12. So if we assume all of those 12 are available, right. and we assume Taylor Jenkins will play a 10-man rotation because that's what Taylor Jenkins does, that brings you, to me, that's an open question of who the 10th guy is. The 10th guy is at that point is either going to be Kenneth Lofton, Jake LaRavia, or John Conshar. Now, positionally, you would say Lofton, right? Next man up, right? Next man up mentality, right? right. He's the big. Right. Well, I think, I think in a brawl pecking order, Conshar is the next man up. Um, and they could do that. They could play Conchar in the wing, and they could shift David Roddy up and make him play power forward, and he's your fourth big, and they could just play smaller. So I don't know. I think that they should take, you know, opportunity. Um, they, 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 they should take this. Um, it's <laughs> We're not doing really, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, put a positive spin on it. They should take this opportunity right. to play Lofton real minutes early and see what happens. I think he's had a disappointing preseason. On the floor and, and off in terms of his conditioning. I'm not talking about behavior. I'm, I'm talking about conditioning. Right. He did not come in in better shape than he, he left at the end of last season. He he His performance was mixed at best when he played in the preseason. But, you know, this dude has a history of doing stuff in games. Right. And he hasn't had much opportunity to like to play in games in the, where the minutes matter. So I think they should take, especially these next five games before you can sign another big, 
I'd throw him in the rotation and like give him a chance. Like maybe when the bright lights come on, suddenly like something happens with Junior. You know, have um, I'd find out because I think there's a chance you may end up cutting him. You know, have they talked about him? Like, have have you heard anything said about him? Not really. Um. All right, and um, does this change the way Jaron plays? Yeah, I think it does. Like, it's not. It is not. It is true that this is not the optimal use for Jaron now. It is true that when he's the biggest, whatever you put, whatever like designation you could call him the center or Tillman the center or whatever, he will be the biggest player on the floor. Um, and so when Jaron is the biggest player on the floor, I do think that that exacerbates his rebounding deficiencies. I do think that exacerbates his fouling oh, tendencies. Yeah, yeah. So it is not the optimal way to, optimal way to use Jaron. But one of the points I made in I guess, the column I wrote yesterday is like people watch FIBA and said, oh, well, of course. Well, we know Jaron can't play center. If you look at the numbers last season, if you take Steven Adams off of all the lineup data, and at that point Jaron's always the biggest player on the floor, whether he's playing with Tillman or whatever, guess what? The Grizzlies were still really good in those minutes and, and like outscored the other team by a pretty meaningful amount. And so – you know, it changes the way Jaron, it changes Jaron, it changes the team, but, like, the team was still successful. Steven Adams missed half the season last right. year. It was successful. They went, like, 18-10 and 10 with Tillman in the starting lineup last season. Um, and how much will you believe we'll see Jaron and Santi? Oh, a lot. I, I think that was coming anyway. Right. And now that re- you really force the issue with that, and, like, let's find out. I think odds are that's going to be really good on offense, and right. and it may be a problem defensively on the boards. And like I don't know, like like basketball is putting those two things together, and you see right. who who scores more points. And so, you know, let's find out. All right, Chris, appreciate it. It's Chris Harrington. You can read his piece from yesterday's preview, which talks about all of this stuff. And of course, you- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.